Hey family, if you are an educator, a teacher, a principal, an education consultant, I have something so special that you cannot find anywhere else that is coming to your phone, your iPad, your desktop. I am bringing together my squad. I'm bringing together my team. I'm bringing together some folks who you can identify with because they were in the classroom in schools and education organizations just like you and now they are running six and seven figure education consulting businesses. I am Dr. Erica Jordan Thomas and welcome to the Seven Figure Educator Podcast. The first conversation that we're gonna have, uh, so I appreciate someone who, who named how intentional is ISIS, how in ISIS with an I, how intentional we've been with curating the experience with you in mind. And one of the conversations that I wanted to have was how to navigate money and marriage. <laughs> because I have seen that that comes up for a lot of people in my community of navigating through their mindset work when they're in the program and their partner or spouse is not. So they're doing mindset work and their partner or spouse is not enrolled in the program doing the mindset work. I've also come up and I'll be very transparent. We have had conversations with people who are interested in joining our program and they are like so clear that this is their next move. And then they say, I need to talk to my partner. And then when we check back in with them, they either ghost or their message has changed. So I wanted to have a conversation around money and marriage and I also operate from a belief that I don't teach anything that I haven't done. I have not been married and I believe married folks speak to married folks. So I, I'm, I can't give you advice on marriage because I ain't married. So I'm not gonna try and give you advice on marriage which is why I wanted to invite Dr. Darnielle back to the stage and have a conversation as a wife, as a business owner, as a spouse, and her story of how she has navigated money with her partner. So we're gonna go ahead and welcome back Dr. Darnielle to the stage. Let's welcome her back. Hey. How y'all doing? Thank you. Whew. Where do you want me? Okay. Hey, y'all. I like the couch. Yes, I like the couch. So um, first off, I just want to thank uh, Dr. Darnielle for coming back to be able to join us and have a really important conversation on marriage and money. So I have a lot of questions. <laughs> and I'm sure people in the audience do. So can you first off just uh, give us a little bit of context? Because we don't want to assume, because I think some people assume that if you've gotten this far as a, a married person, that you and your partner have always been aligned from a mindset standpoint in terms of money. And so would that be an accurate or inaccurate assumption? 
That would be inaccurate. Okay, so if you could talk to us a little bit about what the, uh, for lack of a better word, how, what the misalignment might have looked like and what it looks like to work towards alignment and how you think about that. Hey there, I'm just popping in real quick because I wanna make sure that you know about my free community that I have specifically for education consultants to be able to network, to be able to get access to resources. If you got a question about your business, even if your question is just like, where do I start? If your question is, yo, this client said this thing, how are other people handling it? I have a community for you and it's completely free. So if you go to the show notes and click on the link for my free Facebook group, Get Launch Consulting and request to join, then we're gonna be excited to have you a part of our community. So head to those show notes, click that link and request to join our group. Yeah, so I got, I'm a late bloomer. I told y'all earlier, I know how to get a ring, right? I told y'all that. That's a whole nother class. I'll be doing that like in five years now. So um, when I met my husband, I was already a millionaire and I already ran a million dollar company. And what I love about my husband is that he was not intimidated by who God called me to be. He was not interested in my limelight, stealing my shine or any of that. But he comes from a crab in the bucket mentality. Anybody know somebody? Because we might not want to say that it's us, right? So he comes from an environment where they hustle hard, they work hard, they believe they can't have, and that's just it, that's just life. And so very early on, after we had gotten engaged, I was like, oh, this brother gonna be in my life. I need to, <laughs> I need to make sure he understands a couple of things, right? And so I also recognize the role that I play. Although I am a CEO, I'm a boss, I run things, I honor my husband and I do not run my home. And I have no desire to run my home. And even though he, doesn't, he did not contribute financially higher than I, that don't got nothing to do with our marriage. And so I also recognized I am his wife in his eyes. I am not the CEO of the company that we steward together. And so I didn't want to be his coach. So I took him to an event where he could be taught mindset from a man because I knew he wouldn't hear it from me and it, would, it had the potential to be a source of contention because we were two 40-plus-year-olds getting married. And so for me, because I know who I am, I know that I still have only scratched the surface of what it is that God has me do at this point in time in my life. I knew that it would be important for us to get information, if I could borrow from your girl B, right? Yeah, so I knew... <laughs> I knew that it would be important for us to get on the same page and to create an environment where we could establish and have conversations. And so very early on, we started talking about money mindset and money personalities. I wanted to understand how he was raised in comparison to how I was raised. I wanted to understand how he saw himself and how he saw money. And I wanted to give him a space and a forum where he could do that as a man talking to his wife and not a man talking to the CEO of the company that they partner in. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, so tell us, uh, so I, I think there's a couple of different directions that we could go. And I also, before we move forward, wanna acknowledge that the 
definition of partnership that we're operate, operating from is not tied to gender. So just wanna be really clear about that in terms of how we're navigating this conversation, yeah. that we are not defining them one and the same and recognizing that partnership is not specifically tied to a man and a woman. So I just wanna Correct. be clear about that. Um, and uh, as we are, are thinking about that, if you could give us an example, because I think you just named one strategy of I had to, recognizing that it looks like there was different roles or recognizing what roles to play when. Correct. <laughs> right? Of like, I'm not the person, what I heard you say is, I, I'm, I, I'm not best positioned to be his coach, to coach him through his mindset. Correct. And who wants to coach their husband? Anybody? Nobody. Or husbands who wants to coach their wives? We don't want to do that, right? And so, yeah, I recognize the significance of who he is. One of the things that... I hold very dear to my heart for every single person that I come into contact with, but especially for my, hu my husband, my goal is to see them the way that God sees them. And so in order to effectively see him the way that God sees him, I had to recognize the role that I am to play for him to be the best version of himself. And that means I need to be an edifier and a supporter and not somebody who passes down the law and the way it's gonna be because I just knew that that wouldn't get us anywhere. And I wanted to truly be in partnership. Like I think one of the, the challenges and one of the differences between some of you in the audience and myself, I'm going to be married six years, November 11th. Many of you got married in college or right out of college and you've grown up with your, your spouse or your partner. And so you contend with them knowing you win when you were talking a good game but not doing what you said you wanted to do. And so because of that difference, we were able to come into our relationship as partners from the beginning. And so I've never had a situation where I needed to ask for permission because we've always been partners. And some of you, your dynamic is different and so as a result of that, you feel like you need to go and ask for permission instead of support and partnership. And if that is the dynamic that you're in, the way that you have to play things are different. For example, let's say that there's anything that you wanna do and your spouse is not with you when you make the decision. Now, likely in your home, you have a rule. It, you know, if we're gonna, if, let's say it's a, a spending threshold. If we're gonna spend anything more than X, we need to have a conversation about it, right? Anybody have something like that in their house? I mean, we have it in ours, right? And when you go to have that conversation based on your come from of needing permission instead of talking to your partner, the way you approach it might be different. How many of you in your business your spouse does not play a key role in your company. Let me see your hands. Okay. So for those of you that your spouse does not play or partner does not play a key role in your company, when you go to talk to them about a decision that you desire to make as the CEO of your own company, you need to go to pitch them because this is business. Because they knew you win. How many of you have, have done Mary Kay, Avon, Amway, uh, some of the other ones that are out there. And how many of you have done all of them? Papa, everyone that came up, oh, but this the one, babe. He remembers that. 
And he remembers all the products and all the things and the invasion of the home. He remembers all of that. And to him, without a pitch, because this is a business, it's one and the same. And so because we didn't have the dynamic of permission versus partnership from the start, it was very easy for us to be on a level playing field. We do, as a couple, every year we do a vision board. Every month, we have a, we have a team meeting every week, and we discuss what is going on in our lives. Every quarter, we do a SWOT analysis on our marriage. Every year, we create a vision board together. And so for anything that I want to do, like I am here with you, I live in Atlanta for the next 12 days. My husband lives in Delaware all the time. He doesn't like to travel with me because he doesn't want the spotlight and he thinks I'm the mayor of wherever I go. He's like, everybody's going to want to take pictures with you and come up to you, and I just don't want to be a part of that, so I'm just going to stay home with Lady. Lady is our dog. Y'all pray for Lady. But that's a whole other conversation. And so... In order to come here and to know that my husband and my home was taken care of, I had to get his, his buy-in by helping them to understand what I was going to be doing while I was gone. And I believe, write this down if you're taking notes, that husbands, partners, spouses, people support what they help to create. So I do think it's important that you have conversations with your spouse, but not for permission, because it's your company in partnership. So you gotta give them a plan. Babe, here is the objective. This is what I'm looking to do. This is the investment, time and resource. These are the action items, and these are, this is what I'm committing to. And when I achieve all of these things, there's going to be something in it for the entire family. So what I'd love to do is pull everyone together and found out what they would like when this goal is achieved. Because now we have partnership as a family. And so it creates a dynamic where I have to go, he's cool because he knows that at the end of this is a first class trip to the Maldives. So he, he's cool. He done picked out the villa he wanna be in on the water. He done already looked at the menu to make sure they got room service. So he's good. And so I think understanding the significance of the dynamic and creating an environment of true partnership mm -hmm. is what has made the difference for mm -hmm. us. Any other advice that you would give to married entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who are in long-term partnerships or maybe short-term partnership, that's fine too, uh, of how they should be thinking about the dynamics of, so actually let me give you an example because um, as an entrepreneur, you got to do money mindset work. Correct. And as you are thinking abundantly and your partner may not be at a abundant, consistent, abundant thinking yet and outside of investments, but let's say um, maybe it's how I treat myself or maybe it's outsourcing certain tasks like you wanna outsource laundry or cooking or renegotiating certain responsibilities in order to create more space on your plate. And that may be an 
in conflict with the mindset of their partner? What advice would you give to someone who might be in that space? Yeah, and I can speak from real life experience because when I first got, before I got married, I was, it was really important to me for the single ladies who wanna know how I got the rings in the room. You quick, quick, prepare space, right? So create a space for that person to come into your life experience and do the things that you intend to do when they arrive. And so when we first got together, Mama was cooking every, I mean, I was throwing down, y'all. I was burning, I was putting my foot in it. Well, brother got used to that. Well, mama don't cook no more. So we had to renegotiate. And so one of the things that is important, was important to me is to have the conversation. And, and sim simply, is it important that you eat good, healthy food every night? Or do I need to be the purveyor of the food that you eat. And what we realized is that all he cared about was that there would be good food available to him every night so we could hire a chef, right? I, set, I put my laundry out every other week. He don't want nobody else washing his drawers. That's his business. They can wash mine. <laughs> mine too. Right? I've had a housekeeper since before we got together, so he has acclimated to Jackie, who cleans our homes. And, but we had conversation about it. Homes yes, sucks. Homes. I just, homes. In yes, case anybody missed that, our homes, homes yes. sucks. Plural. Yes, 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 yes. And we just got a workhouse. Let me tell y'all what it is, because y'all <laughs> excited, but y'all don't even know what it is, right? So I didn't want traditional office space. So I bought, a, I bought a home, new construction, that we work in. And what it did for my relationship, ladies, is it gave me back balance. So when I walk through the door, I'm his wife, not the CEO. I have a 15-minute drive to decompress so I can go in there and drop it like it's hot if it's dropping like it's hot night. Because let me tell you, I schedule. He don't know it's scheduled, y'all. But I schedule. I call it back it up. So back it up. Three times a week, I back it up. Because here's what I know. If I'm backing it up, he going to let me do what I want. OK? So see. Some of y'all, <laughs> listen. It was that too much. Listen, was that too much? I've seen more men stand up these past two days. Was that too much? And these past thirty seconds. Yeah. No, like, it's not. It's it's true. It's, it's true. It's honesty, and that's what we center. It's, it's truth true. and honesty. Because to be the CEO, you can't not be the wife, and they both hold a priority. So you're gonna have to determine what your balance is. You still need your self-care time. You still, if you have children and small children, you still need the time before you have to get them up and get them ready for school and all of that. So there might be some concessions in certain seasons in order to get everything it is that you desire. I believe you don't have to choose. I believe you can have it all, but you are gonna have to prioritize what you're having when. Because to have it all at the same time means that something is going to be missing. 
And I believe, like God told me, that he will let you live on whatever level you settle for. So settle for prioritization and recognize the significance and have lots of conversations about what the needs are. And make sure that whatever the, whatever the, um, whatever the decisions are, whatever the agreement is, that you maintain your agreement or you come back to the table and renegotiate. Because it is important that they don't feel like they are not part of what you're building, even if they chose not to be in it. I don't ever say anywhere I go, it's my business. It's our business. My husband runs our real estate. We have 24 doors, in case you were wondering, houses. And that's the work that he does. He doesn't work in Incredible One, the main company that we have every single day where the bulk of what we do. I have another company that I run. Well, I don't run it. It's just my company that is ran by my consultants that does about $2 million a year. Incredible One Enterprises, we did 3.7 last year. We're gonna do 5 million this year. Um, and then we have a real estate portfolio that does, it does about 750, 800,000 a year. Um, from that, and then we have two companies that we are intending to buy within the next six months that will be companies that we will just own that we don't run. Because for me, it's important that we make money that we don't have to be active to earn. This is how we create wealth. Um, but we are in partnership about all of those things. And, and so your husband doesn't want to stifle your dreams. Your wife doesn't want you to not get to your next level because there's a benefit in them for them and you becoming a wealthy educator. But you cannot go to them like you've gone to them and expect them to give you a different response. So if you want a different response, if you want a favorable response, if you want a response that validates that the decision that you are making to go to your next level is one that they can be a part of and one that they can rally behind, make a presentation to them. Treat them like you care about your business and that it matters. Because I promise you, men are logical. And if you tell a man that there's an opportunity for more money to come into their home, the answer is yes, 100% every time. But when you are unclear and you are skeptical about the details and you cannot uh, appropriately articulate that, then the answer will be no and you will feel like they're stifling your dreams and they don't want you and they don't want you to do better and all of that. Now, I'm not saying that that's not the case because there are some people who will struggle. I call it the mirror effect. You show up being who you are supposed to be and the mirror reflection that they see is them not being courageous enough to be that for themselves. And it causes projection and lashing out. That's possible too, which is why you have to know the difference between partnership and permission because you don't have to ask for permission, but you can ask for support and partnership. And you need to be prepared to go forward. If the conviction in your heart is that it's a yes for you, you have to be prepared to go forward without it if that's what you're being called to do. That's hard. But the one you must obey is your father, not your husband. And so sometimes that means that you have to do something that they don't buy into. You need to reconcile and, and be clear of that meaning you have direct conduit conversation with your father and he is communicating that this is what you must do. Because I don't get involved in domestic disputes. 
and I'm not looking to create any, but I do know that there, there is the potential for there to be the time in your life, in your business, where you may make more. And if so, you need to be prepared and thinking about, remember I said earlier, operating from your vision point and not your vantage point. Well, your vision point, I hope, is exceeding and abundant above all you could ever ask of, think, or imagine according to the power that resides on the inside of you. And so that means that it is possible that your vision is gonna supersede his vantage point. And if that is in fact the case, pray and get guidance and support on how to navigate it so that you can create an environment where you get to do what you're being called to do and you still get to sit inside of the partnership that you've created and find a happy balance and medium to be able to make sure that it is a win, win, win. You win, he wins, your household wins because you guys are in partnership together. Listen, I've, I've been filled, okay? <laughs> so I'm like, let me, let me operate from my vision point. Yes. Right, of, of what it looks like to be able to navigate partnership um, in this way. And I think that it's interesting because we're specifically talking about uh, marriage. And I think for people who are listening to this conversation who are not in romantic partnership, I still think that there's nuggets that can be applied to other intimate relationships because intimacy doesn't always mean romantic. Correct. For some of us, the people that are in that position are our parents mm -hmm. or our siblings, mm -hmm. where we've unconsciously or maybe consciously we are going to them and asking permission. Correct. Versus partnership, right? Um, and so it's my hope that folks who are listening to this conversation have been able to take some nuggets. I know that they've been able to take some nuggets um, to be able to move differently. And so thank you so much for the conversation. We greatly appreciate you. Let's give it up for Dr. Danielle for joining us. It's gonna take me a second to get off this couch.